Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Gabbana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Lou Gowen. Hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? Oh, what a question. What a question in these times. I've been better. Yeah. How yeah, about yeah. you, mate? I mean, yeah, yeah. It it it, it was a tough old weekend. Um I had I mean I, I, uh, to say thankfully seems seems a bit curt and, and out of place but thankfully i had quite a lot to distract myself um my wife and i did a lot of housework over the weekend because we're looking to move which means we had to do a lot of um fixing stuff basically over the weekend finish off tiling in the bathroom paint certain areas that have uh, been damaged over the last sort of five or so years that we've been here not like structurally damaged but you know like where paint's flecked off the wall or something just painting over a few cracks so that was a good way to distract myself however i did find like anytime i was putting down a paintbrush i was on twitter i was just refreshing the feeds just to see if anything else had happened yeah, that's my experience exactly as well. I I was meant to go out with my lady partner's parents on Saturday. Uh, oh, actually, someone said in our big sort of open forum uh, YouTube video from yesterday, if you haven't already watched it, folks, because you are the podcast crew, the swaft, the after swafters, pod swafters, you're the pod swafters. So many different clicks. Uh, you might not have seen it, but in like at the end of the video, we just have six minutes of talking so people can sort of come up with some ideas on how we can do better and someone said you know what maybe don't say lady partners anymore and i thought it is immature isn't it but the, i mean the only reason we started doing that i mean it's, it's something that we started doing years and years ago and i am i am to blame for this actually because it was my term because i thought that saying girlfriend was too immature and so I want, yeah. but and it was like because you know I was in my we were in mid twenties when we started doing it, and I just felt like I was too old to be using the term girlfriend. It felt so childish. So I just mm. we just created a very silly term, 
big and then you know i stopped using it once i, st- I got married because i could just say wife instead it sounds maybe lady up. partners okay i think i called i think i often call women lady people in you the news la- and lady folk lady folk so i'll just stop doing that maybe lady partners okay because that's uh that's kind of different but to dismiss a gender as lady people yeah it's just a, it's a I bit never, silly i never thought you were dismissing though like I know it, it wasn't it, 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 not yeah. intentionally. No, no, definitely not. Yeah, it was always done in jest. Like it was mm. done to just be very silly, really. In the same way that, like on the Adam and Joe podcast, people would email in and say they were a male man. Yes, yes, that's where it comes from—the sort of Adam and Joe tone. Yes. Well, and if if there are any things you would like changed, mm. uh, send an email to support at wrestletalk.com. I think Absolutely. this is, you know, that this is a chance to do a bit of self improvement, folks. Let's take well, a long, hard look in absolutely. That, that mirror at our receding hairlines. Yeah, I mean, so a few people have asked and sort of wondered, uh, yeah, that's why we didn't have the magazine show up on Friday, is why we didn't have the SmackDown review on the Saturday. It just felt all a bit trivial to be sort of talking about wrestling in those terms. Uh, so we didn't do those shows. I know some of you very much missed them. Going by the YouTube comments uh, that were in yesterday's open forum thing, really missed the fact that we didn't have anything go up over the well, anything go up on Sunday anyway. Um, and in the podcast, you've had to go longer. But uh, yeah, and if you haven't seen my Twitter announcements, um, starting this week, the Friday Magazine show is seeing a bit of a makeover. You're going to be hearing not totally different voices because I will be on the show, but I will have a new guest host uh, every week. Um, until we can sort of, like, we'll build up a, huge, a good roster of people that I will cycle in and out. But yeah, we're going to have lots of different voices on the magazine show, which I'm really, really looking forward to. The guy that tweeted me back to say, um, go woke, get broke, or whatever that stupid term is, um, is uh, is not the target audience, apparently. But still, we're very excited <laughs> about it. And uh, we're, we're, we're looking forward to making these exciting changes. Exactly. And speaking of changes, um, Charlotte's taking time off from WWE, apparently. So maybe the women's division needs to go through some changes in WWE, i.e. We're going through changes. Here is the show. Uh, we know it's a tough time in wrestling right now. You, if you want more on that, if, if you're just tuning in for the raw reviews, I encourage you to to go back and watch our Wrestle Talk news episode since Friday. Uh, there is a hashtag speaking out movement, which had many brave women, men, and non-binary people come forward and share their stories of sexual assault, physical assault, uh, sort of emotional abuse within the wrestling industry, and it's been incredibly tough. We won't be talking about any of that now. We will get to all your super chats. We'll probably group any of uh, the super chats on that discussion for later on in the show. But for now, we are going to have a bit of much-needed escapism, and we can just talk about Raw for a bit. So, yeah, Charlotte Flair's injured. So, yeah, we've got two conflicting reports at the moment, one of which is that she like the the the, the one consistent is, is that Charlotte Flair is having surgery, whether that means that she is injured 
is a different matter, but she is having surgery. That's what Dave Meltzer and Alex McCarthy are saying. So here is Meltzer's quote from Wrestling Observer Radio. Charlotte Flair is having surgery. That's the deal as far as why they did what they did in terms of Nia Jax attacking her backstage and, and laying her out. Meltzer continues, I think she's going to be back for SummerSlam. I don't know. I've asked a couple of people and no one knows the time frame. She's definitely having surgery. The storyline with Nia Jax was to explain her being gone. It was hinted to me that it could be SummerSlam when she returns, but that's not 100%. Uh, Alex McCarthy of TalkSports then posted up about an hour later. Sources have told TalkSport the Flair will be taking an extended break from WWE. The 34-year-old has been a constant on the show for years now, and she's going to be taking some personal time and having surgery. The idea is that she will return around Royal Rumble season next year, but if a good storyline pops up before then, around Survivor Series, she could be open to return later this year. Wow. So, so you know, yeah. at the best, Charlotte is out until August or September, mm -hmm. depending on where WWE will hold September Fest, SummerSlam. <laughs> yes. uh, that's its own big story. Uh, but potentially out until january yeah and it's it is kind of i mean it, it is I, I put up a joke tweet about this being like thankfully wwe haven't been building the entire women's division around it oh no wait that's exactly what they've been doing and unfortunately the last few years of wwe have now seen them build the entire division around ronda rousey and she left then they built the entire division around becky lynch and she got pregnant and left and now they built the entire division about charlotte flair and she's gone now, in all of those things, in isolation aren't the worst. Building an entire division around someone isn't the worst thing in the world. Plenty all men's divisions are built around one particular star. The problem is that they haven't built anyone else other than that. So when you look at Raw's like women's division currently, Asuka doesn't feel like a credible champion at the moment because she's done nothing but really been beaten a lot. Like she got a fluke win, she got a fluke draw against Nia Jax at uh, Backlash. It was Backlash, wasn't it? Um, it sure was. It sure was. Then she only beat Nijax the following night because the referee fast counted. She got beat by Charlotte Flair twice. Uh, so she has not been put over strong at all as champion. And then, like, who's a credible contender to her now? Baszler's been off TV for months at this point and has been uh, got completely flattened out after the Becky Lynch match at Mania. Natalia, Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, like none of these people are feel like stars at the moment. There's no division here. There's a champion and a bunch of no ones. Yeah, and 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 that's so to cover the women's division developments on this show, uh the Charlotte injury stories only really come out this morning, a few hours ago, really. Um one of the opening segments for Raw was Nia Jax coming out to cut a promo. Some tomfoolery happens, but then Charlotte comes down to have a brawl with each other and Charlotte really hurts her arm. And then, like, honestly, the bulk of this show was done about, oh, my arm. No, I'll be OK to compete. It's fine. You know, she had a few backstage segments with Charlie Caruso about how she'll be okay to compete later in her Championship Monday match against Asuka. And then the Asuka match itself for the title, a perfect opportunity to put Asuka over strong for the first time since she got the belt, which she didn't even win. It's not like she's got this big title victory momentum coming off it. Sure, she won the money in the bank, but, you know, the, the women's thing, the women's belt was a surprise. 
So the whole story of this match wasn't about getting over Asuka. It was about Charlotte losing. Charlotte takes 90% of this match, even with the injured arm. And then it's only at the end. In a short match, by the way, everything was very short on this show because a reported part of the McMahon-Pritchard regime is that no matches go beyond 10 minutes, which, you know, that I, I think that's probably okay for the majority of matches, but for at least one match a week, and especially for a show that is exclusively built on championship matches, you yeah. need time to tell those stories. So Asuka, Asuka just sneaks out a win at the end when she puts on the Asuka lock, really yanking back on the torque on Charlotte's arm. That's, that's how Charlotte lost. It wasn't a case of Asuka beating Charlotte. It was a case of Charlotte losing because of her own injury. And it's just, it shows such a lack of foresight because surely WWE knew that Charlotte was going to take off a lengthy spell because that you know this is presumably pre-arranged surgery. It's well, not. Yeah, it's well, not that's, been that's reported. Why they wrote her out the story. That's why they've written her out of TV because then Nijax lays her out backstage. So clearly they knew she was taking time off. Exactly. So this is the perfect opportunity to put over Asuka strong. That when people go out for a while, that's when they put over someone in their stead. Asuka should have like just made Charlotte tap in in a couple of minutes. Really strong victory, and Charlotte kind of has an out because she was attacked by Nia earlier. But man, now Asuka's got something to roll with. So now we're in a position where Asuka, you're right, has absolutely no challenges on Raw. So later on, as part of the women's tag team title match, another incredibly short fight, we get a really good actually post-match angle with Bailey and Banks. Banks teases that she's going to challenge Bailey for her SmackDown Women's Championship at Extreme Rules. But then she says, I won a championship shot against Asuka. So, so Banks awesome. versus Asuka. Yeah, Banks versus Asuka is going to be wicked. I'm really looking forward to that. But it's, uh, it's an indicator that Raw doesn't now have a women's division. Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, the three main eventers of last year's WrestleMania yeah. are no longer here. Yeah, it, it, it's absolutely incredible, man. And, like, and, you know, just to reiterate, in case you didn't watch Raw, yes, Sasha Banks is going for the Raw Women's... SmackDown's Sasha Banks is going for the Raw Women's Championship brand split, LOL. So which rule do you think allows this to happen? Is this the cross-invitational rule where you're only allowed four appearances? Or is it because they've got the women's belts but no, they can but appear that, on? Which does allow them to appear on brands, but surely not to challenge for those brands. Because what if she wins the Raw Women's Championship? Because then she's not a Raw star. She's a SmackDown star. So if she wins the Raw title but then loses the women's tag titles, does that mean she can still be on Raw and SmackDown because she's a SmackDown star but is the Raw champion? I don't know, but I'm sure WWE has thought about it. <laughs> what's, what's that, mate? Having a bit of light refreshment there, are you? <laughs> I am having a bit of a light refreshment here in a very stylish mm. mug. Hmm... Mmm, look at that. Look at that Wrestle Talk mug. Good podcast uh, audio. <laughs> yes. So uh, we've got mugs now on our store. Please, please do go check out WrestleTalkMerch.com. Get yourself a mug. 
Um, by the way, this was we got these like I got mine on on Friday. Uh, the whole tea drinking thing at the end of yesterday's news was not a gimmick to sell this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this this is it's just a coincidence. So yeah, so on the so I, I mean I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to add to the this Charlotte Flair thing, but it's uh, it, it's WWE need to spend the rest of this year because I actually think what they've been doing over in SmackDown has been really good. I've been loving the Bailey Bank storyline. I think they're doing some amazing work around that. Not only that, but like you know the Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville stuff has been really good. Sonya Deville's killing it at the moment. Yeah, but on the Raw side of things, man, it's struggling. Like WWE now, if Charlotte Flair's not coming back until the Rumble next year, which means, spoiler alert, we might get Charlotte winning the Rumble two years in a row. <laughs> I'm putting oh, a bet you, on now. Could you imagine the Twitter meltdown? Um, so, but you know, so if we're not getting Charlotte for the next six months, so we don't have don't have Charlotte, we don't have Becky, we don't have Ronda for the next six months. You need to rebuild. But WWE going by Raw at the moment aren't in the mood to rebuild at the moment. They are just in the mood to like have people who already are established names be on top. So I don't know. Is Trish coming back? Like, is that, that seems to be their, their main thing at the moment, isn't it? Let's just bring back old stars and we'll put those people in top positions. Did someone say best is best for business? Yeah. Let's bring them back. Well, I, you know what? I, I think it is important to point out, though, that this is a landscape Pritchard has inherited. So, of course, up until about 10 days ago, Paul Heyman was running Raw. He had been running Raw for almost a year. And in that time, women's wrestling wasn't a priority for him. Nope. Um, he did try, and I, but I do think he tried to push certain women, but maybe Vince McMahon, it seems, called off on them and didn't like it. So, you know, he had the Liv Morgan push. We got the Shayna Baszler cough. push. I was going to say, Shayna Baszler cough. Yeah, it didn't work out, unfortunately. Um, but so, so Bruce Pritchard, who, you know, I, I'm not really a fan of his overall style, not as much as I was as Heyman, but he, like you said, on SmackDown, he has done a very good job building up that women's division with proper stories. And maybe that is a plus. Maybe he's, he's you know, he's over in Raw now and he's thinking this this box of toys is is a bit rubbish because of how they've been presented on TV, not because of the talent of the people involved. So he's bringing over his own toys to help enhance them that yeah that could be an optimistic reading of this very much so but i i do think that wwe perhaps this is like you know usa pressure but it like this show felt like and last week's show as well ratings panic of just being like uh-oh ratings are bad we need to do and like wwe go through this every single year they go through these periods where they have bad ratings so it's just like right we'll have five championship matches on a show's hyperbolic of course five championship we'll bring back the big show we'll bring back rick flair randy orton's on the show more like it's they always go into this panic mode and this is just their yearly ratings panic mode steve austin will be announced for a show like in a couple of weeks time they'll have steve austin appear to get that ratings bump vince mcmahon will come back to to for you for your next ratings bump but yeah this show particularly built around this whole championship monday thing it's proper short-term panic booking. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Holla if you hear me, fellas. It's time for a new product launch from the good folk at Manscaped.com. Usually at this point, we'd tell you to look at your big bull bush. But this time, we want you to look in the mirror at those big nose bush. And you can sort that out as well as your ears. You're totally disgusting and hairy with Manscaped's new weed whacker nose and ear trimmer. And as a loyal listener to this podcast, you're among the first to hear a preview of it. Listen. Sounds good, right? Have you ever tried pulling out nose hairs with your fingers? I have. It hurts worse more than being slammed on the apron, and that's the hardest part of the ring. This weed whacker nose and ear trimmer uses the same skin-safe technology from their lawnmower body trimmer, so you won't get cut open the hard way. It's Judas effective. I'm an old man now, and as such, I do actually have problems with nose and ear hair because... I'm old, and I've used trimmers in the past, but none have been as effective as Manscaped's Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Trimmer. And that's a shoot, brother. And here's another shoot for you, much love HH. 79% of partners polled said that nose hair was a major turnoff. Lads, your nose hair is stopping you getting laid. Sort it out, mate. It's time to upgrade your Manscaped routine by trimming that nose bush and get 20% off with free shipping using the promo code WTTV at manscaped.com. That's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com with the code WTTV to get 20% off with free shipping. Your neat and tidy nose and tidy balls will thank you.
We have had loads of new Patreons come in over the last week. Thank you all so much. Uh, if you give $25 a month or more, you get a shout-out on this very show. Uh, we'll get to the su- 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 Super Chats right after them. The Roller Coaster, Robert Acosta. Very nice. Yes, the roller coaster, I believe it is. Uh, the beauty, not the beast, Lynn Bell. Thank you, Lynn. Let's have a drink, Chris Merryman. Yes. I'm glad that Pete's doing the name now because I definitely would have gone for an Alan Partridge reference with Lynn. Uh, the ginger bearded wonder, what, sorry, the ginger bearded wonder that's not Laurie, Peter Greaves. Peter Greaves. Finding Jory, Day Bon. D Bon. Duncan. Just Duncan. Just Duncan. Ari, the boozer weight, Feldberg. Yes. Lovely stuff. Shield Maiden, the Zornice. Shield Maiden's cool. Uh, the Hunter, Tyler Bailey. Very nice. Ooh. The uh, sorry, Wrestle Talk sign guy, Jake. Cheers, Thanks, Jake. Jake. Uh, this is some kind of pa- this is some kind of Patreon shout out. Nate, drop surname. Yeah, thanks, thanks Nate. Nate. And lastly, for now, butter me up, Soren Nord. Thank you all so much. Why uh, do you build me? I hope you all enjoyed our review of uh, Wrestle, uh, sorry, New Japan's uh, Dominion from 2018 with the excellent Akada Omega match number four. Uh, really enjoyed doing that review. And this coming weekend, it should be possibly even on Friday, Wrestle Talk After Dark will be in your podcast feeds. It's going to be myself, Laurie, and this bad boy over here, Ollie Davis, making his triumphant return to Wrestle Talk After Dark after two months. Yeah, I need a drink. Is a yeah. simple fact. Yeah. <laughs> um, and thank you, Mod Mother Jenna, returning to head up the moderation comments. Lovely to have you back in there. I don't know who else is modding today, but I'm just going to say the usual. The best Oud, Magnetic Field, Bumhead Rob, Garage Art V with a, uh, Garage Art with a V, Les. Thank Love you this. ever so much. Go through your su- 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 super chats for the women's division topic. Uh, Azo Smith says Charlotte hasn't tapped since 2018 to Becky, mm. which which is a huge thing, right? Um, it didn't feel like it <laughs> on the yeah. show. It's all about how you present it, and that's just it. Like this whole storyline was that Asuka can't beat Charlotte, right? Like that's the story they've been telling for the last, you know, since she won the title. And that really didn't feel like that was the conclusion of that story, that she finally got a win. The story wasn't about Asuka, it was about Charlotte. And that's not the way you present the the finale of that story. Like, it didn't feel like the big moment that it should have been. No. Dylan from Cork. Hey, buddy. Hi, hi to Ashleen as well. First things first, great to see you guys again. Secondly, Adam Blompier is the man damn right he is and thirdly if charlotte is out till Summerfest, i can see her and naya closing the show oh that's those are that's a big old claim there dylan i don't think we're getting charlotte versus naya as the main event of of Summerfest. orton versus triple h <gasps> oh my god you might be onto something with that i didn't even consider it i just gotta just gotta panic 
like vision into the future, and that's what popped up. Uh, Eddie Road Dog, did you notice Charlotte sold that attack from Naya with annoyance and not a legit injury with pain? Even on her way out, she couldn't put someone over. I did actually, yeah. So in the in the backstage segment, there's a bit like you know after the Asuka match, Nia Jax attacks her. Uh, she slams Charlotte's arm in a sort of crate with a door, and Charlotte, yeah, just rolls over. Now I think. Charlotte did that because that's in her head, that's her character. Uh, and her character, the queen, wouldn't, you know, properly sell something. Uh, I think that is a mistake. I, I, I appreciate the commitment to being a tough character. I think there should actually be more of that. But in this case, yeah, you want to make other people look good for a change. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, invoked dragon. Oh, what were you going to say? I, no, I was going to, I was going to read out the next super chat, but you carry on, mate. This episode had Asuka finally beat Charlotte and the Street Profits finally beat the Viking Raiders. So there goes those storylines. And neither of them really felt like big deals. And I think a part of that is because they were less than 10 minutes. Like the yeah. Street Raiders, no, the Street Profits <laughs> Viking Raiders match was, you know, it was a lot of fun, but it, you know, it didn't, it didn't feel like it was the end of a feud. And it was the end of their feud. All of those weeks and months of build led to this point, and it was just like, and they won, and that was it. And now we're just moving on to something else. This is the reset show, really. Uh, mm. this was like the mini pay per view blow off of the last three months of Heyman's reign. Backlash, yeah. it still seems to have been sort of Heyman's basic creative direction. Now, Pritchard and McMahon can sort of do what they want to do, I, I, I assume. Uh, Jayla Turner, I think Charlotte and Andrade will probably take this time off to get married as well. It's a very good point, actually. I hadn't thought of that. We may see Andrade get ridden out for a couple of weeks at some point. Perhaps if they do get married, absolutely, yeah, uh, which would be lovely for them. Um, but yeah, and Andrade's now going after the tag belt, so I can't see him being taken off TV anytime soon. Depends on how quickly you want to just cycle through that feud, I guess. That just made me remember late last year, there were those reports of Charlotte and Andrade wanting to get some kind of reality TV show off the ground for them. That's right, so yeah. Maybe that's a factor in all of this. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, Piff Jamaz, sorry, we've got, we'll, we'll, we'll do all the Charlotte stuff now, I think. Uh, Piff Jamaz, how long will Asuka's title reign be and who will beat her for the belt? Support WrestleTalk Love from Boston. Boston. Harvard. Boston. Harvard. Harvard. How'd you like uh, that? How long? I think uh, Asuka will have a long reign. I, I don't think it will be treated seriously, though. No, I, I think... Do you know what? I'm going to say it now. She's going to hold the belt until WrestleMania. Charlotte wins the Rumble. Charlotte beats Asuka for the title of WrestleMania. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Anton H. I completely forgot about this. Baffling that Charlotte didn't put over Io or Rhea if she's gone for an extended period of time. Guys, Triple H said it will all make sense in a couple of months when she's not around. <laughs> so, oh my God. Triple H said that it's all going to make sense, Anton. You've got to trust the system. Oh my God, that is so frustrating, isn't it? If Because Charlotte being called back to Raw was a, apparently uh, a, a last minute thing because of Becky's pregnancy, which caught a lot of people by surprise. Um. So maybe Charlotte was meant to put over some people some more. Well, I thought but... she was going to put over Rhea at the very <sighs> least. Actually, the whole point of this was to put over Rhea Ripley. What what an absolutely terrible uh, 
title run that's been for NXT. Completely undermined the women's division there. Uh, Berna Lee Rooters push Nia Moore now. Mm. I mean, I mean you could do, do, yeah. Nia and Asuka are the biggest stars in that division now. Absolutely. Uh, and Dylan from Cork, uh, correction, I meant to say Charlotte and Nia for the title as opposed to closing the show. But now I've said it, I'm worried it will happen. Lol. No, no, dude, I'm telling you now. Charlotte Asuka at next year's WrestleMania. Charlotte is winning the Rumble. <laughs> Calling it now. Maybe that's when Asuka will get her her proper win and WWE will will say oh, Charlotte no. never beat Asuka. No, it's it's so, sorry, so other way around. Charlotte can get the belt that that and that that's how she did it, on her way to you know just and the other thing is on Charlotte as well to to make mention of this before we move on to the the play by play. Um I am still confused as to whether I know people really don't like us bringing this up. Is she a heel or a face? Because the way she acted on this show was a baby face. She had the baby face storyline going into the match, but the fake crowd were booing her when she made her entrance. And because they're the fake crowd that are being told what to do, I, that makes me think that she is supposed to be a heel, right? She's a star. Oh, of course. <laughs> It is, it is frustrating, and it really, really reveals WWE's priorities of who they want to protect and push. That Asuka, who needs a strong bit of babyface booking, they give that storyline, that ring psychology, to Charlotte on her <laughs> way out. It's, it's baffling. Yeah. Actually baffling. run through this raw review quite quickly just because again it's a very talk heavy scattered show mm. like last week's it's segment 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 nothing really getting a chance to breathe and they cross cut intercut between so many different bits it is a bit difficult to go back and review I so one of my roles after this podcast is up is to do the timestamps. That's one of my things that I do in sort of like the post care of once this uh, video goes out, as well as putting the ad breaks in. And I suddenly realized as I was going through, I was like, this is almost impossible to get timestamps for, like skipping ahead, because you will listen to one bit, be like, okay, I'll skip ahead a couple of minutes. I'm talking about something completely different, but it's not. It is still connected. So the other thing was, it's just that the uh, the segments are split across all the show, which I don't think is actually the worst thing in the world. I think it's good to have this sort of multiple storylines and just cutting back and forth to things. But it does also make the show feel very bitty. And yeah, I think the fact that matches don't go longer than 10 minutes at the moment just makes it feel like it is. It's it's Attitude Era booking as well, the way of pacing a show, which kind of works fine for two hours, but does not work for three. Yeah, good point. Um, the Drew, so Drew McIntyre opened Championship Monday to be interrupted by Dolph Ziggler, his yeah. former Dogs of War buddy. Oh, should have seen what this a coming, faction! Really. Should have seen this coming when they announced when they quietly announced that Mustafa Ali and Dolph Ziggler had moved over to Raw. Should've and Bobby Roode. And Bobby Roode. Yeah, we sh we should have seen it coming that they were going to do Dolph versus Drew for the title at Extreme Rules, but. Yeah, people have been asking us in the comments, who do you think is going to be next for Drew? And we've been saying, well, no one really feels like a contender. So they've just picked Dolph Ziggler, which, man, does this feel mid-card. This feels so unimportant. Yeah. I, I, if, if I didn't know anything, I would have said, oh, it's the United States or Intercontinental title <laughs> match. 
I and it's a shame because I'm actually really into a, a Bobby versus Drew rematch. I thought they, yeah. I think they've got something really good there, and the storyline can continue to bring Dolph Ziggler over. Fine, I I do genuinely love Dolph, but unfortunately, his character has been awfully booked and and start stop pushes different characters over the years to bring him over after he lost to Braun Strowman. He's just been a nobody over there, really not doing much. I guess he's in the Mandy Rose storyline. It just sends such a bad message. You can't just bring someone. Sometimes you can actually. And this like trade freshens up their push. But Dolph Ziggler has been with the company so long. He's like 40 as well. It's not like he's a young, exciting talent anymore. So that this is, I, I hope they've got something here where they've got a really good story or angle planned because this is incredibly uninspiring. It, it screams filler to me. Like this is just a filler feud for Drew until he moves on to something else. And yeah, it, it kind of screams like the Kofi thing last year when Dolph was Kofi's challenger where it just feels like because Dolph has been booked into the ground where he doesn't feel like a championship contender anymore. He just feels very mid-card. What I do like about this, though, is that that is also partly the story they, they're telling on this, is that Dolph doesn't deserve this shot. You know, you've got Byron Saxton on commentary being like, what has Dolph done to earn this title shot? He's just lucky. He's only got this chance because Drew is a fighting champion and has given it to him. He actually doesn't deserve this chance at the world title. So at least they, you know, there is some acknowledgement there, but also at the same time, just don't do it then. Like, just uh, don't put Dolph in this position. Or do it right here. Do it on Championship Monday. Yeah. No, it's an extreme. Uh, I, I would be... Got to say that the pay-per-view, mate. Uh, so after that, we got the Nia Jax promo that we've already talked about with Charlotte. Uh, in this, our truth ran out. Thought Nia Jax was Akira Tozawa in disguise. Akira Tozawa was out there dressed as a ninja. This is what it is. Do you know what? It shows how important the 24-7 title in when they were talking about all the championship matches on Championship Monday. And there was a 24-7 title match booked, but that was not part of Championship Monday. <laughs> uh, then we got the culmination, I think, of the Anything You Can Do Better feud between the Viking Raiders and the Street Profits. And they had this really nice bit backstage beforehand where they said, hey, we'll be friends forever now. We've, we've really bonded. I'm glad they've taken that route because I, I, I have become as weird and nonsensical and quite often bad as their skits have been over the last couple of months. What has shone through is the personalities of, of the four men. And I'm really into them as people, uh, not so much, you know, that everything else that they've done. Uh, so that was nice. And then that played directly into the actual match where it really was a game of one-upmanship. I yeah, and it, and it was a really fun match, as I said earlier. It just it didn't get the time that I think it fully deserved for considering the amount of build that we've had to get to this point. I honestly was hoping we were going to get a Raiders heel turn here at the uh, end. I when, know what you mean, but yeah, so like when because the, the Street Profits win and they all hug because I yeah I I agree with you. I actually do like them as this force of act. I think they are sort of quite fun to get. And they, their characters do get to shine through and their personalities which I think would have made the heel turn all that more effective. And just like, if you if all of this had been done to build to a Viking Raiders heel turn and made them these, you know, really nasty heels that are just beating up these people that have been considered their friends, I think that would have made this all worthwhile. 
and uh, I'd have mm. been super into it. But yeah, I really would have liked to have seen the Raiders turn heel here. They didn't, and they all hug at the end. The Raiders leave, and then Andrade and Angel Garza attack the Street Profits after the match. So there's your new feud. Yeah, and Zelina Vega said as much backstage. She said, yeah, we're back together now. <laughs> so <laughs> what was the point of the dissension storyline that rather undercuts everything? Ooh, and we got... Uh... It ties into the Super Chat we had earlier. You do this match at Extreme Rules where Gaza costs them the match, writes uh, off Andrade for a little bit. There you go. Then it cuts back and forth. Charlotte gets a segment. Seth Rollins cut a promo on Ray. I thought that was quite good, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, Vega had an interview with Charlie Caruso. Then we got that Asuka-Charlotte match that we've already covered. Then we got a really excellent promo from Edge, filmed like he's in the corner of a ring. Mm -hmm. on the ring post and he's just sort of you know when he you know before he does a spear really so he's, yeah. he's sort of hunched down like that and he's just talking directly to camera in one shot it's all dark behind him you can only see the ropes i thought it was a really really smart and effective bit of staging and edge's performance and the content of what he was saying was superb yeah i loved the line i'm disappointed i didn't see the low blow coming i'm disappointed i didn't do it first that's mm. a that's really, really cool saying that he's going to make Orton wish that Uncle Bob was shooting blanks the night that he was conceived. Uh, and he's now woken up the rated R superstar. That was some really, really good promo here. Yeah. And yeah, I can't believe, I cannot believe after that WrestleMania match, they, they've got me hook, line and sinker for the Orton Edge 3. Yeah. Particularly, so Orton then has a promo with Charlie Caruso, who was all over this show. Bloody hell, Charlie was getting the money's worth tonight. Um, yeah. But he had this amazing line in this when he said that he, you know, like when you back a snake into a corner, it's going to strike. And this Viper strikes because Edge and Christian made their comebacks. And he stops himself and goes, tried to make their comebacks. It's a really nice, subtle performance by Randy to sort of like catch what he said and be like, no, no, no. He tries to make that come. And he didn't overreg the pudding on that one. But it was really nice. And he said, I, you know, and you know, I hope they do come back, but I do want them to do it away from me. So there was I thought it was a really, really good line. I thought Orton was great. I thought Orton was great on this whole show, actually. Yeah, definitely. Best thing. Best thing on the show, I think. Uh then we get the flare being attacked by Nia Jax backstage. Then we got the uh 24-7 title match between our truth and Akira to Zawa. R-Truth got attacked by Bobby Lashley beforehand as sort of a revenge for the previous week when R-Truth beat them in the tag with Drew and Akira Tozawa snuck a 24-7 title win. Yeah. R-Truth feuds with yeah. matches. Yeah. Nice. Um, Natalia then, but I love this. <laughs> this wasn't bad and it kind of played into the silly Natalia gimmick from before. Uh, not Renee Young, Sarah Schreiber, Called yeah. her not Renee Young so many times now. <laughs> is doing a medical update on Charlotte outside of a trainer's room. And Natalia just butts in and says, you know what? I'm, I'm a pretty good locker room leader. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this, this division does need leadership. And she's about to say, but you know what? The interview time is now up. My, my interview time is up and I've got a match now. Cutting yourself off. You know, your time's up kind of John Scenery slogan. And then she comes out for a match against Liv Morgan with Lana in her corner. 
and it's funny as well like you say the lana thing which does make it feel like it's progressing somewhere but my first note is talk about going effing nowhere um i think that's more in relation to Liv morgan who is just on a mm. treadmill at the moment just going and has been on a treadmill since her return in january like that feud did nothing for her. Like you know, beating Lana twice. Bearing in mind, actually, the last thing of that is that Lana was the one that stood tall because Ruby Riot attacked her and Lana got to beat her up a bit. So that feud did nothing for her. And now she's just back to feuding with Lana again. But now she's also mm. feuding with Natty at the same time. Lana caused the distraction. Liv taps to the sharpshooter and Natty and Lana hug. And then later on, uh, Liv is so sad. and She's walking backstage sad. And Ruby Riot walks up to her. And Liv's just like, not now, Ruby. I don't need you right now. And she just walks off. So it looked like Ruby was trying to make friends with her. So it looks <laughs> like we might be getting a reunion of the Riot squads. Mm, whoop de doo um, uh, against Liv Morgan and Natalia as a tag team. Hey, it's they need tag teams in their women's tag division. I'm not against it. They also uh, need challenges for Asuka, mate. But like, yeah. you know, we could be doing something with Liv. That's all I'm saying. Uh, after that, we got star of the Big Show show, Big Show. Uh, God, that's so complicated to say. Uh, tell Charlie Caruso backstage that, hey, he's the lovable star of our Netflix sitcom, but he's also a heartless, angry giant. Ugh. So I was like, oh my God, did he just turn heel again? Uh, but no, he comes out to interrupt this Ric Flair and Randy Orton segment. Yeah, Ric Flair comes out and the fake crowd are cheering him. And I was like, he's the heel, you idiots. You're meant to be booing him. He had he low blow Christian last week and let him get punted in the head. Why are you cheering this man? Um, yeah. But he says that Orton's the best ever. Orton comes out and cuts this wicked promo about how people confuse nostalgia with legacy. And he's back to being the legend killer once more. And the big show comes out. And there's this awesome, awesome line from Orton here. Where he and it's all in the performance as well. When he says, "You know what? I would consider you a legend," and there was a little pause for emphasis about being the legend killer. So yeah, it looks like we're going to get Rick, a uh, Randy Orton versus uh, the Big Show with Rick Flair and Randy Orton's corner, a main event anywhere in the world in 2006. I'm not against it, to be honest. I, I think it's it's so it's so McMahon Pritchard as well. <laughs> yeah. Um. I'm so I'm sorry, folks. I'm not that well at the moment, so I, I'm just gonna hop off for a bit while oh, Luke carries man. on talking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I'll run through the uh, the Bailey and Sasha Banks versus Iconic. Decent action, but it was incredibly short. Um, Banks hit uh, Banks rather hit the bank statement out of nowhere to retain. The story is that she effectively did it on her own. Bailey was uh, taken off to the outside, and so Banks had to go and uh, yeah, take off take out both Iconics at the same time. And this is where we got the brilliant, brilliant segment afterwards with Sasha and Banks. Sorry, Sasha and Bailey, rather, where Sasha says, you know, she's getting a little bit jealous of Bailey two straps because she wants a title match against Asuka and, and brand split, LOL. Asuka comes out and accepts the match. Heels beat her down and Banks locked in the bank statements, poses with the belts. So the storyline here is that, yeah, Sasha also wants to have her own sets of two belts I'm I'm all for this. The the brand split LOL stuff is, you know, it is what it is. I think that, that that's slightly problematic. But I, I think the WWE at the moment in their sort of panic mode of uh going through, you know, just 
the, the ratings panic that they're in with USA probably piling on the pressure just means that they're like, you know what? F it. Just, we'll just have SmackDown stars appear. Doesn't really matter at the end of the day. No one really cares about the brand split. So yeah, so we'll, we'll just do that. Um, let's have a look uh, what people are saying. Uh, yes, unfortunately, Ollie's not particularly well uh, at the moment. Um, Adam Pearson, am I the only one who has struggled to watch wrestling this past week? Uh, yeah, it was a little bit weird watching Raw this morning. Um, it's why we didn't do the SmackDown review on Saturday, and it's why we didn't do a magazine show on Friday. It just sort of felt a little bit trivial. Um, so yeah, watching Raw this morning did, like, you know, it's, it's really the first bit of wrestling I've watched since AEW last week. I haven't actually watched SmackDown yet. Um, I probably went at this point. Um, and so, yeah, it was um, it, it was it was very odd to, to, to kind of watch at this point. Um, wow, nearly two and a half thousand people have tuned in to watch me on my own. Um, so, uh, was the giant ninja the one in WWE who caught, uh, was he wasn't around this week? It's hmm, a good little theory. I don't know about that one. Um, um draws walker says i loved the rick and randy segment i did too i thought it was uh dynamic j wants live and ruby back together uh, i would love to see ruby Wright get something because i feel she's had a big ball of nothing uh since coming up to the main roster um yeah where's Kyrie sane great question um miku uh my hair looks nice thank you i recently i shaved it this morning in fact um Kyrie's contract is almost up. She is being phased out. That is the rumor. Yeah, apparently the Kyrie saying could and stardom do want to bring her back. So it is quite possible that we won't be seeing Kyrie saying back. I get, but like seems like now is the time to bring her back for at least you know this this feud with Banks because you've got the tag team match already set up there with Kyrie and Asuka versus Banks and Bailey. So there is stuff that's there kind of set up. Um, Andy Datsun's just jumped into this. Uh, document or into my notes. Why is Andy Datsun jumped into my notes, Andy? Let me know. Um, Brinley, excellent question. Bianca Belair, what's she doing? Great question. Great question there. What is Bianca Belair doing at the moment? Um, yeah, I mean, she is, yeah, she's got brought up to the main roster, has done nothing. Um, and that's about it. Like, I, I thought that she was going to be sort of like paired up in a way with the Street Profits, but that doesn't really feel like it's really gone to anything at the moment. Um, and what have we got here? Yeah, Paul Bianca Belair, super hot Vector Man. Are you guys going to review New Japan um, when it comes back? We tried to do New Japan reviews in the past. We really like doing New Japan reviews, but unfortunately when we do, people don't really enjoy it when we do. Like it's a, it, it, it doesn't really get a lot of views, unfortunately. Like when we did, the, the example we always give is the New Japan Ring of Honor G1 Supercard show last, last year. Yeah, last year. Which was, you know, the biggest show that, that New Japan and Ring of Honor had had done collectively, sold out Madison Square Garden, and the entire chat during that was not watching the show for the live stream. They were actually watching the WWE Hall of Fame and were letting us know what was happening on the Hall of Fame. So yeah, so it was a really, un, it wasn't a particularly well watched show. And the people watching it weren't actually watching New Japan. They were watching a WWE product. So I just feel that the the, the WrestleTalk audience as it is, it doesn't really have much of an interest in New Japan, unfortunately. Oh, here comes Davis. Thank God. I was struggling to... to I, was, I could only stall for so long. 
Um, so yes, thank God you're back. I was really struggling there, mate. <laughs> well, you um, really. Yeah, I, I just started talking about New Japan for a little bit and the G1 Supercard last year and how people weren't really, people were watching the live stream that we did, but were actually watching the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, yeah. Can you so, just keep talking about the show? I Well, I did, but I didn't want, I, in case you had any thoughts on the Bailey Sasha Banks thing, I didn't want to, depro- people want to hear your thoughts on things, mate. Right. Uh, and then I'm going to uh, go my, to the Apollo Crew show and Benjamin section. My thoughts are the match was, we might have to wrap uh, this up. We'll, we'll speed through some stuff. Um, my thoughts were the match was short and I like the post-match. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to message Andy? Because Andy's actually in my document at the moment. Do you want to message him and see if he can jump in for the rest of the stream? Uh, let me see. Let me see how, let me see how I go. Okay. Uh, well, we had the VIP lounge with Apollo Crews. Really good stuff from MVP here saying the Crews needs guidance. And who better to guide him than a man who has got the record-breaking United States Championship run or his record-setting United States Championship run in MVP. So this was really, really nice. And it looks like we're going to get Crews versus MVP for the US title at Extreme Rules. I really liked how they played on how Apollo cheated to win the previous week as well. Because it's like... Apollo's still presenting himself very, you know, morally upstanding, but there are shades of grey now within this. There are interpretations of his actions. And what I really, really liked is MVP sees himself as a business manager, like a strategist. And then when Shelton Benjamin comes down and Apollo gets blindsided and attacked, MVP shouts at him, first rule, don't put yourself at a two-on-one disadvantage. Yeah. Yeah, the match was very short, but Cruz won with the toss powerbomb for the win, and MVP applauded from the stage. Lashley attacked him after the match and laid him out. Some decent stuff uh, in there, I thought. And then the main event was um, Ray and Dominic coming out for a promo with Ray saying that Dom scared him last week. And uh, Dom says that this family is not going anywhere. We want to fight. Seth Rollins comes out, and this led to a big brawl with Murphy and Theory. Um, Umberto Carrillo and Alistair Black came out for the save. Apparently, Carrillo and Black are just best mates now. That they're just—they're the new tag team. They look up to Ray. <laughs> Do you think that they um, have confused Umberto with Ricochet? They were like, "Weren't you a tag team at this time last year?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, I forgot about Black and Ricochet. Dear God. Yeah, well, you know, Ricochet is busy uh, being on main events with Andrade. Um, but anyway, this led to a big old brawl. Uh, Ray and Dom nearly blinded Seth Rollins by doing the same thing to him, by pushing him into the stairs. But uh, Theory and Black made the save, and the, the baby faces stood tall at the end. Yeah, I thought this was a really good, effective angle, actually. Um, hmm. I don't know if it was the main event angle. Uh, like I, th- I would have preferred a championship match to headline championship Monday, or maybe at least the Orton Edge thing. But I guess that didn't really have a big cliffhanger finish either mm. but yeah i thought this was i thought overall it was a decent show you see it was there's not there's the charlotte stuff which is frustrating in hindsight but the there the, the were big matches they were all short but you know they had championships attached to them the orton stuff was excellent the edge stuff was excellent i'm really into seth rollins still but this was a rushed it was a rush job yeah they, they just announced it's championship monday the other day with no build, no reason for all these people to fight or for us to care about the title matches being at stake. So, yeah, overall, a fine viewing experience, but 
actually not that engaging overall, I would say. Yeah, I'd have gone uh, a low average, uh, sort of a high poor, um, because the show was fine. Like it was okay. It was, you know, the, the, the three hours zipped by, but the fact that the matches didn't really feel like they had any weight, which is startling because there were so many championship matches on the show. But the, the treatment of Asuka was unforgivable. Um, I think the, like Randy Orton is the biggest star on this show and he's not the champion. And it's, and it just feels like they, this is WWE in proper panic mode. I'm, I'm, I know I'm a stuck record at this point, but they're in proper panic mode now over the ratings. And when they do that, they go into short-term ideas. And I don't think that what they need right now is these short-term ideas. They need to be thinking much longer term, which is what Heyman was trying to do. But they're in a panic mode. So they're like, well, let's just scrap every, let's scrap the last year's worth of work and we'll just bring back the big show and we'll bring back Randy Orton and we'll bring back Ric Flair. And you can't keep relying on these names. You have to build new stars. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to have Saudi shows in 10 years because you can't have, you know, you, you need legends to be able to have the Saudi shows. I was I forgot to say on, on Ric Flair because my uh, I was feeling a bit lightheaded. But the it's I, I found it a bit awkward seeing them on screen, actually, and not because of coronavirus things, but because... You know, if you read Reddit on on the front on the front page of Squared Circle, people are, are reposting allegations and stories for, from the past. And yeah. you know, Ric Flair on on a WWE show has a has a bit. You know, it's the cartoon animated one. I can't remember what it's called. He tells a story that he exposed himself on a on a plane to a, an air stewardess. Yes, yeah, it's quite which is sexual quite assault, cool. right? Yeah. So, so I. Uh, Rick Flair is a fantastic screen presence, but I, I was un- I did not enjoy seeing him uh, for two reasons: coronavirus, it's dangerous, no reason to be there. He's got massive health problems, nearly died two years ago, and also all of this stuff that's being dredged up right now. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even think about that, but you're absolutely right, absolutely right. Um, well, we've got a lot of super chats. Thank you, everyone, for sending those in. We'll try and s- speed through them a tad, so um, hopefully it doesn't come across as rude. The Zornis, and then Charlotte gets pregnant round Mania 21. No, nope. and you know what? It. That'd be good news for them. 21? I, I mean, I think you mean WrestleMania 2021. Right, which, of course. Which will be next year's yes. WrestleMania. And that'll be lovely news for Charlotte, because getting pregnant is always lovely news. Um, Azo Smith, crazy to think that Banks versus Asuka only happened once the night after Royal Rumble 2018 when Banks tried to headbutt the centre of the earth. Yeah. <gasps> I remember that. That was such a scary dive. Yeah, uh, Azo bit... Smith again. Yep. Go on, also noticed Sasha's getting the wins, not Bailey. That's the story they're telling. Yeah, that's what we were talking about. Well, I talked about while you were in the can um that banks did it all on her own effectively because bailey got taken out so she had to beat up both of the iconics on her lonesome so the yeah the story is it that's why banks turning babyface is the one that makes the most sense here azo smith again do you think sasha and asuka could main event no no i think i'd randy love orton, them to i, I think randy orton to. big show will be the main event uh, magician sapphire just kill the brand split already save everyone the confusion <laughs> yeah, well yes but uh Contracts don't allow to that, I guess. Four years in, 
Four years in, we're here again. Matthew Robinson, Banks and Bailey tag team champs, and Raw and SmackDown champs, the new Omni pair. I, I wouldn't mind it, that, actually. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't mind it, though. I, I love them as together. I just think they're so, so good. There's now, like, people are petitioning, like, online to not turn, not turn either of them, just keep them as a tag team forever. <laughs> so good. I like that. Uh, Andy Datsun, someone by the name of. I wonder if it is the man himself, WrestleTalk.com website editor, Randy Andy Datsun. Sasha beats Asuka. Sashi, Sasha versus Bailey to unify the belts. Hmm. I can't see them doing that, personally. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd mind it, though. No, I think they've got, they're building up two nice, distinct women's divisions. That's, that should be a thing. I'll uh, pass WWE over to you. Matthew Robinson, gotta love Ziggler's new because of me instead of it should have been me, one phrase wonder. Um, yeah, and he, he's got so many catchphrases. Devante Lee just wanted to say it's been a year since the greatest pay-per-view of all time, Stomping Ground. Time to kick ass and take names. What a tagline. <laughs> Ariel Tool. Um, they should just turn Liv back into an underdog. Jersey Brat Babyface. There's no one like that on Raw, and she's lost in her current weird gimmick. Okay. What is her gimmick? She doesn't have one. Because she is an underdog, I guess, is the character, right? The underdog that keeps winning? There's no cat. That that's it. There's no character to her. Her character is. I don't know what my character is. That's literally. She says, "I'm still finding myself." Well, it's not good enough. I'm. I'm not again. Not live. WWE creative team. We're criticizing here. Exactly because she doesn't know who she is. Yet she keeps winning. Like this is the first time she's lost in ages. Like it's. Mm. And Shu, uh, I'm really proud of Rest Talk on their courage of speaking out. Do you think that Shayna Baszler could be the one to defeat Asuka? I think that would be an awesome feud. And yeah, it would put over Baszler strong. Uh, with uh, Pritchard McMahon at the helm, though, I can't see Baszler. Uh, LRO, uh, hey guys, my first super chat. Thanks for the content. Do you think they could build the women's division off an open challenge uh, with time given to the matches? Um, that could be a great way to build up the title. Unfortunately, it seems that WWE don't want to do long matches at the moment, so it wouldn't work. Yes. Uh, Gabriel says, do you see Asuka versus Kyrie as a potential match down the line? Well, Kyrie's kind of disappeared, hasn't she? Uh, I, just, I suppose yeah. she was written out by Nia. I was saying while you were in the can, like now's the time to bring her back as well, because you've got the perfect tag team feud, tag team sort of feud to be doing in the middle of all of this. Former tag champs versus the current tag champs. Uh, Devante Lee, if all the stars are gonna, if all the stars are gone, it's time for the return of the greatest women's wrestler ever, Kelly Kelly. Book it, Vince. Hey, nice. don't give Vince any ideas. Uh, ben Isaacs, I feel like the fact that all the part timers are in the same story, Edge, Christian, Orton, show, but it makes everyone else seem undercard. It's like a, it's like they've got their own division. Yes, isn't it the Legends division? If TNA TNA, I was going to say they could feud over the Legends belt, but at least then, like they weren't the main part of the show. Uh, Michael Dominguez, um, undisputed era jump drew at the pay per view like NXT. Cole takes the belt. I think that should be saved for crowds. Yeah. Uh, ben Isaacs. To be fair, last year's Hall of Fame was when Bret Hart got attacked. It's in reference to everyone watching that stream. Um, Amro, uh, I was a bit upset Dolph will challenge at first too, but thinking about it, I actually got excited. Maybe we will finally see some new stuff from Dolph. Oh, Amro. Oh, Amro. Uh -huh. 
Well, it will be a good match. Hmm. It's just, um, yeah, it's there's no build really. Uh, Sean Dunn said that he has voted. He also wants to have a uh, Randy Orton versus Triple H at SummerSlam. It's a it's a big headline match. I think it's it's not the worst idea. Dinner from Cork just wanted to say today is the day we remember the lives of Nancy and Daniel Benoit. Hard to believe it's been 13 years. Wow. wow. Today. Yeah, gone but not forgotten. Yeah, it was either it was today or yesterday. Um, but yeah, God, 13 years. Bloody hell. I, I honestly remember that day like it was yesterday, like that whole week. Crikey. Uh, Lynn Bell, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Really glad I quit WWE. Take care of yourselves, Ollie, and get better soon. Thank you. Uh, Kara Stealth, um, you forgot the live riot moment on Raw. No, we didn't. We did mention it. So that I, I, even did, I even did a flawless impression of Liv Morgan uh-huh. uh, as I did it. I actually, maybe he's talking about my review because I actually didn't see it. <laughs> did you not? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was, I, I, I did not cover that bit in my Raw review. Um, I'll do the miscellaneous. Matthew Robinson, do you think that the female and male storyline should be mixing together and not be focused on relationships, but super, superstars going for championships? This should ensure all wrestling shows push women. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure what point you're trying to make there, I'll be honest. Because the storylines at the moment are about go for championships, are they not? Like, it, I think women being involved in the men's storylines isn't going to all of a sudden make the women's championship feel important. I think maybe Matthew is suggesting that when men and women's divisions cross over, it's always about some form of emotional relationship or a wife or a husband. So maybe there is an argument to be had to have factions that are just men and women without any yeah. romantic storylines. Yeah, yeah. I won't be against it. Uh, Bacon Rasher says, Roses are red, violets are blue. I miss Adam Blombier and hope you do too. Send him my best. I have no social media to send anything. Jam that jam. Jam that jam. Uh, Jorge Martinez. Love you both. Haven't caught one of these live in a while. Just had a baby on April oh, 1st. Yeah. And now turned 21 on Thursday. Happy birthday, Jorge. Happy birthday indeed, Jorge, and congratulations on the little one. A birthday and a birth, a literal birthday. Stephen J, Ollie, your backdrop is going banana. That's because it's ungodly hot here and I need a fan. So that is the the fan is making that happen. Uh, Zach Icon Linda, will there be a Quizzle Mania this week? We already tweeted this out and said it in my Restaurant News video. No, there won't. Adam is taking some time off. And that's because he he needs to take some time out for his mental health right now. Yeah. Uh, Electra 316, please send our love and support to Adam. We're all behind him and looking forward to his return when he's ready to the Wrestle Talk, lads. Stay safe. Jam that jam. Jam that Um, jam. I also cannot believe that you said 316 as opposed to 316. Did I? (laughs) (laughs) Matthew Robinson. Real boss here. Got my vote in for you guys on the Listener's Choice Awards. Thank you. You guys are the best. Always love all that you do. Thank you very, very much. Uh, Jobber JJ, 49.6. Ollie <laughs> Davis is number one fan trademark. I love you guys. Hope Adam gets better. Mm-hmm. We all do. I love you too. Uh, Alpha Matando, my favorite wrestling channel. Greetings from Chile. Chile. So many people being nice today. Uh, Ashleen O'Connell, 
taken a little break from social media just to clear my head, but wanted to send all my love to you after this tough week in wrestling. Dylan was filling me in about it today. Jam that jam and lots of love. Jam that Dylan jam, and Ashleen in the chat. Very, very nice of you. Exactly. You love to see it. Uh, Michael Dominguez, Ollie, if you're throwing up, eat fennel seeds. Take care. Noted. Thank you. Rathman, <clears throat> um, good evening, gentlemen. Hey, Luke, you are great on the watch alongs. I watch every month. Thanks, mate. <clears throat> uh, yeah, thanks for, for joining us on the, the live streams. And Azo, finally, Asuka is the first to tap out all four horsewomen. Sasha on the night after Royal Rumble 2018, Bailey the next week. Becky at Royal Rumble 2019 and Charlotte last night. Oh, That's there awesome. There you go. Very nice indeed. Wish that was a bigger thing. You did actually get to finish up your story in the intro um, because you we went on that tangent of talking about lady partners and lady folk and stuff. You went. You said you were going to see your lady partners' uh, parents on Saturday, but. I, there's not there's not a fun payoff to that story it's not a wicked anecdote i couldn't i was too sad and stressed i stayed at home all day and looked at twitter reddit and then the youtube comments and then i would go back to twitter reddit and the youtube comments and i did that for no joke eight hours Oof. and then i went to bed and i got my i never sleep with my phone in the same room the last few nights I have, apart from last night, I had a great night's sleep. Uh, a, apart from some very loud foxes who were oh, just raping they? the hell out of each other. It was awful. Yeah. Um, but the, yeah, I, I, I would get into bed and I think, just just let me check nothing else before I don't. I, I, need, I need to check before I fall asleep because I'm going to be out of action for eight hours. And I look at everything again. And I looked at all again, and I'm in, I'm in the cycle again. So yeah, yeah, no, that's. Uh, but I did on Sunday. I did go home for mm -hmm. the first time in three months since lockdown began to surprise my father for Father's Day. Ho ho ho! It was emotional. Yeah, I'd imagine. <laughs> I said my sister came to pick me up as a surprise thing for for my parents, and I thought, well, my dad's a crier. My mum's a crier. I'm. It's probably going to make me cry. I should be prepared to cry when they start crying. That's okay. I think that's fine. As soon as my dad walked around the uh, the back garden thing to the gate where I was standing, I just burst into tears. <laughs> He's not crying. <laughs> and then my mum comes out. She's crying. We have this sort of awkward standoff where we can't touch each other. <laughs> so yeah. we're just crying into the air between us. I uh, I saw my in-laws uh, on Ooh, Saturday wow. for the first time in, in months, and it was it was bizarre. Like I don't really, I I couldn't quite process it in a way because like like so my father-in-law uh, came up to to give us a hand with the tiling. Um, so like he, they were working in the garden and the kitchen, and, and me and my wife were in the living room. So we were trying to we don't have a massive flat, so we were trying to socially distance as much as possible. And then we sat outside in the in the, in the garden to to have a chat and stuff. But it was just weird, not be, like my instinct was to walk up and shake my father-in-law's hand and, and give my mother-in-law a hug, but we couldn't. And at the end of the day, um, I just I, I just went to, to Waitrose to go mm. and do a shop, like a little mini shop before they'd even left because I already internalized was like, well, I can't properly say goodbye to them. So 
I'm, I almost felt like I just shut down. I just shut down emotionally, mm. um, which obviously you know, was compacted by everything that was happening over the weekend. At one point, we were sat outside, and uh, my father-in-law, wonderful man that he is, was like, "Works okay, then, Luke?" And I was like, <sighs> "Did you I, say anything?" I nearly did. I was, I was, I was nearly said like, "Well, wrestling's going through its own Me Too movement at long bloody last. It's, it's long overdue." But I just sort of stopped. And I was like, "Nope, it's." You know, it's all fine. It goes, you, the views are okay. And I was like, yeah, yeah, views are, views are fine. Ad revenue. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The ad revenue is, it's all good. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all good. I just sort of, I just yeah. gave very shut down basic answers. I think I did just shut down emotionally over the weekend. Hey, compartmentalizing is underrated. What you want to do, you want to bury <laughs> that emotion inside you and just busy yourself with something else. Well, we're now allowed to stay at parents' houses now. Um, oh, the, are we? Yeah, it was the announcement that was made about an hour ago now. Uh, oh, Bo- Bojo has said that we, but we still have to socially distance, but we are now allowed to stay at other people's houses. You just got to keep it's your distance. rather ridiculous at this point. Surely, that in, in any practical sense of this happening, yeah, it won't. I need to give you uh, the exact quote uh, that I, I, one of the ones that I did see that really. Uh, sort of made me chuckle at the sort of uh, ineptitude of it all. Uh, Brian Minister Boris Johnson said that people should remain two metres apart where possible, but a one metre plus rule will be introduced. (laughs) (laughs) Which is nonsense. It's it's kind of the brown paper bag thing where everyone, we've got a rule in America where you can't drink in the street, but you, you know, it's quite clear if you've got a brown paper bag over that bottle of hooch, it's okay. <laughs> it's the brown paper bag rule. Yeah. So yeah. So now we're out. I, I can, if I want to, go. I, I'm going to Hastings this weekend. We're going to go to the beach uh, for a nice. social distance because uh, my sister-in-law's out there on her own with a boyfriend. Oof, poor old Mickey. Poor old Mickey, love, because he is one of those people. You know, he worked in the uh, the the drinks industry. He was a barman, so he has just been out of work for three months. And I can't even imagine how bored he must be at this mm. point, which I think yeah. is why a lot of people are just giving up on lockdown now. We're just sacking it well, all off. <laughs> well, we've had wrestling to escape to, Luke, which exactly. has, you know, been so controversy free. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I know. Well, I mean, who knows what? Oh, well, anyway, AEW will be on the Thursday podcast, which is also not controversy free at the moment um nxt will also be on the thursday podcast we'll have the brand new magazine show on friday uh smackdown on saturday um yeah you know there's a lot to to, uh, what's what i'm after not confuse ourselves with distract ourselves with and we hope that this podcast has done something for you. If you ever need to reach out, support at WrestleTalk.com. Please always do get in touch uh, and let us know if we can help out in any way. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. WrestleTalk, 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 